0: I mean, ultimately, any issue that's specifically to do with womanhood, I would say, is still a taboo issue. Mm. You know, I think we live in such a PC world, we forget men and women are different. And the the, the normal physiological changes that women go through are just things we don't talk about. So everything really from menstruation, fertility, contraception, pregnancy, postnatal, menopause, these are all areas that are kind of crying out for attention.
1: Holmes, and you are listening to the dose Podcast, the home of healthy hedonists in search of balance. DOSE is an acronym for happy hormones dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins, and we are obsessed with seeking out experiences that make us feel good. My next guest is Tanya Bola, founder and CEO of LV, a company that is leading the FemTech revolution, providing smarter technology for modern-day women. LV is bringing women's technology out of the dark ages. They approach problems as women and solve them as engineers, scientists, and designers, starting with a real need and innovating around it. Products include the Pelvic Floor Trainer and World's First Silent Wearable Breast pump designed for multitasking women, which I am using as I speak. Can you hear it? The company has just raised $42 million in Series B funding, the largest femtech investment to date. I talked to Tanya about her journey to creating the brand and her reasons for tackling taboo women's health issues. Tanya, thank you so much for meeting me today. Great to meet you, Hattie. And so I'm amazed by the LV product offering, firstly the pelvic floor trainer and the, the world's first silent wearable breast pump. I used both products. Um, I only became aware of the pelvic floor area in general when I got pregnant, um, because it's it's one of those areas that you usually associate with like, tenor lady ads and peeing, which is a kind of a notion I heard quite recently about sneezing and peeing at the same time. Um, but actually, pelvic floor, issues can affect like is it half of women when they're pregnant because of all the strain that the baby puts on that area and obviously the birthing process itself so tell me a little bit about how you came up with that product yep. and your story
0: well and- for me it was actually similar to you too it was when i was pregnant with my first baby and i was in a pilates class
1: yeah and
0: my instructor said to me tanya the most important thing you can do as a woman to look after your body is look after your pelvic floor mm. I was like, I didn't even really know what it was. I kind of had this idea that it was either something I'd seen in Sex and the City, where Miranda's kind of like, you know, talking about making it better for sex, or this idea that you kind of have to squeeze to try and stop yourself peeing.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but I didn't really know what it was at all. And I went back and um, started looking into it and was really surprised that, like, it's basically, it's just a part of our body. It's a normal part of all women's bodies. We should all be thinking and looking after this. But most women don't think about it until they're having a baby so yeah it kind of gets associated with either having a baby or like you said tenor ladies like basically you know peeing yourself but if you flip it around it's actually it's a key postural muscle it's connected to your lower abdominal muscles your lower back back muscles it's it's performed in a range of different functions from bladder control but also sexual performance so what well, what we've done with LV is we realized okay first of all we needed to give uh, better technology to women because nothing existed but second we had to completely flip the whole issue around so rather than waiting for women to suddenly having problems with their pelvic floor what if we could create something that was fun to use that women wanted to exercise that they wanted to talk about with their friends that we launched in boutique gyms that we had women switching around from like a negative um, issue to kind of a more positive general part of lifestyle which is what it should be.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. And I read somewhere that recently that um, your husband is French, and he said in France pelvic re- for rehabilitation
0: yep. is just standard yeah, yeah absolutely so, i mean french women right they're so different to, to us british women in, in, in lots of different ways one is yeah how they think about motherhood so there in france women say you know happy woman happy baby yeah. so there's less of a focus just like i think here in the uk we're so focused we're so baby centric you know, on the baby's health and wellness and we forget about ourselves as women mm. so that's a bit different in france and also french women at I don't think they have as much trouble trying to reconcile the fact that as women, we uh, still want to have exciting sex lives, we still want to be fit, we still want to be good mothers. Whereas I think here... We kind of uh, struggle with that a little bit which is why it's a bit more of a taboo issue to talk about pelvic floor so in France it's more open and as you said also every woman who's had a baby uh, basically has uh, access to six training sessions where they can rehabilitate the core because it's not just your pelvic floor mm-hmm. you know so many women when they have a baby and myself included you, know, you kind of focus on trying to get fit trying to get your six pack your core strength back mm-hmm. if you haven't got your pelvic floor uh, strength you'll, you'll end up suffering with lower back and abdominal problems
1: yeah so the, the device itself mm-hmm. how did you come up with with it obviously because you've got a women's health background, and yeah. um, so you teamed up with someone in the tech industry that was it, the co founder of Jordan, yeah.
0: yeah. So, well, I mean, for me, basically, I started reading about pelvic floor and I was like, oh my god, like, yes, yeah, it's this crazy epidemic that women are facing that nobody talks about obviously yucky health issues like prolapse and bladder problems but i knew nobody was ever going to talk about that yeah um and then on the other side it could either be seen as a sex issue you know women can have much better orgasms men have better sex too Uh, but then it was kind of treated kind of gimmicky as a sex toy so yeah for me it was all about how can we turn this into something where it's just a normal part of how women look after their bodies Mm -hmm. so i actually talked to a lot of different um gym owners. So we launched the Nicky Rain at Barcore, looking at how could we position this more as like a, a, you know, in the yoga, Pilates type space. And then in terms of the product itself, originally, well, I suppose because I'm a scientist by background. So I knew I needed it to be very strong in terms of scientific evidence. And we also knew that even though we didn't want to launch it as a medical device, Mm -hmm. that ultimately women do uh, seek information from doctors and health professionals. And we wanted to make sure that whatever we produce was scientifically strong would have endorsement from health professionals mm-hmm. so basically, I, basically I'm basically i a scientist so I started going through all the trial data looking at what was effective and what wasn't what I found was women were buying products um, which first of all weren't shown to be effective but second were also painful difficult to use you know literally women were going to hospital lying on a bed hooked up with their legs up with electrodes mm-hmm. hooked up to a big machine and then being told to exercise and kind of seeing this, this graph on a screen so for, really for what we did was we just thought well let's Completely ignore what's out there. Let's base it on what uh, has been shown to be effective, which is biofeedback, which is basically show women how to exercise correctly and if they're improving, Mm -hmm. but then completely redesign this product. So starting with what, you know, why are women not exercising? You know, women know they need to exercise, and often they'll say, um, it's boring, they don't know if they're doing it correctly mm. um, and they just sort of give up. So we were like, well, why can't we create something which is easy to use and fun and very personalised because ultimately women are quite different, so you want to, but they're competitive with themselves, you know, yeah. there's no point exercising unless you see yourself improve and with a pelvic floor you're just asking women to do it every day with no improvements. Yeah. So basically we have personalised programmes, five-minute workouts. And women are seeing improvements in as little as two weeks.
1: It's amazing. So I've used it quite a fair bit. And it is structured very much like a workout, isn't it? There's like the long holes that you have <laughs> to do to build like endurance. And then there's the strength. And there's agility. Agility I find quite tricky when you have to hit the little um, oh, yeah. targets with the gemstring.
0: That's the one that's good for sex. Okay. so, so <laughs> <you're working. laughs> Yeah. I mean, look, it's like any other muscle, right? So yeah, yeah it's absolutely, you have to... Train for strength for endurance for speed um so if you just remove the fact that this is uh, that you're exercising a muscle inside your vagina yeah. and you just think about it as any other body mm. apart then it's, it's exactly the same principles to any other exercise so yeah. people often say how quickly do you see improvements but it's like going to the gym you need to go three times a week um you need to adhere to it you need to keep motivated and you know ultimately it's like if you're training for a marathon, right, and yeah. nobody ever told you how fast you're running or how much you're improving, you'd soon give up. So mm-hmm. with LB, we're just trying to keep women motivated and um, help them for whatever goals it is that they're aiming for.
1: Yeah, and just normalising it. The fact yeah. that it is just a muscle. Like, you know, you'd work out your bicep, your tricep. Yeah. It's basically the same. Yeah. Um, and nice. by doing that as
0: well what we've done is we've just made it fun like it's I don't know women it's just the workouts are fun they're cool we've gamified it mm. so that make kind of opens up the conversation more mm. so women are more likely to just talk about it and share with their friends and that then in itself shows how technology can start changing the way we as women think about our bodies you know uh, the pelvic floors a part of our body most people don't even know where it is or how it functions so it really shows how technology can can change our attitudes
1: yeah because it is it's a chain of muscles isn't it it incorporates the core as well it's uh, it's a pretty important place yeah and when do you do your pelvic floor routine i'm (laughs) interested because Someone said to me, it's like, you know, you've got to do it when you're brushing your teeth, or it's like, kind of, yeah. you've got to normalise it in your day-to-day, otherwise you won't ever do it.
0: Yeah, you have to normalise it. But then I also think in life, if you set expectations too high, then yeah. everybody just feels like they're constantly failing. Yeah, uh, You know, so health professionals will say, do it every day for the rest of your life. And I think that's probably... For some people, myself included, probably is a bit unrealistic. Yeah. So I try and do it three times a week. But the good thing about, you know, like with other strength training is also there's nothing wrong if there's a specific outcome you want. So, for example, if you've just had a baby and your pelvic floor is very weak, you might need to retrain for three months just to get you back to normal. And then you could stop for a couple of months and then start again if you feel a need.
1: Yeah. And what are some symptoms other than incontinence that we can look out for if we have? you know uh, ineffective pelvic
0: yeah. floor well so if we start off with so on the sex side
1: yeah.
0: um, pelvic floor is as you said it's a hammock of muscles yeah. and it um it's wrapped around the vagina so you can when you contract the pelvic floor your vagina tightens and when you relax it, it wide loosens so in yeah. fact you can have pelvic floor problems on both sides of the spectrum so a lot of women actually have something called hypertonicity so and it often gets misdiagnosed as cystitis Mm. so that's actual pain during sex your pelvic floor is contracting too much so then you need to actually relax it Um, but for most women what you see is basically the pelvic floor becomes weakened over time Mm. particularly when you have a lot of impact so it could off, off. often be pregnancy, childbirth, but actually a lot of young women are presenting with athletic incontinence. Mm. So if you do a lot of CrossFit, if you do a lot of running, a lot of tennis, where you're constantly pounding on hard surfaces, your pelvic floor takes that pounding too. Mm. Uh, So yeah, so what you end up with is basically you start losing control. So it's that kind of accidental peeing if you sneeze or cough or or run for a bus or something like that. But generally, it's quite easy. Like That's why women need to start early because it's really easy to fix if Mm. you can do it earlier on. But it's when women are kind of post-menopause. That's the depressing bit, actually. You know how menopause... Your body changes so much on the outside, but it changes on the inside, too. So when you start losing collagen and your skin changes, your your vagina changes, too. So women can have a lot of issues at that stage. Mm. But for us, again, it's like... You know, the reality is, yeah, there's some horrible, yucky health issues out there that nobody wants to talk about. But if we can get young women exercising because they're seeing a win-win, they're having better core strength, which is better for general overall fitness and... Better orgasms, better sex, and there's inadvertent health benefits. That's that's a win-win.
1: Yeah. Could you ever see LV being part of the NHS? Do you think it could ever? Get oh, that far? yeah. It already is. Is it? Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So basically, when we launched, we're like, okay, we don't want to do this as a health product. We don't want to wait until women are having health problems. We want to launch it as a lifestyle issue and change, yeah. you know, turn it into something humorous and positive that women can get behind. So as I said, we launched the gyms, we launched Gwyneth Paltrow on Goop. Mm -hmm. We've had a lot of kind of celebrities endorsements, but we still wanted to work with health professionals. So we actually want a supply chain tender, which means women can be prescribed LD trainer on the NHS.
1: That's incredible. And that will actually change lives as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the future for health is the NHS is is still so important. Um, But I do think... Increasing, what we see is individuals taking health more into their own control. Mm. As we see with the rise of a lot of exercise trackers, and ultimately, I'll be trained like any other exercise tracker. It's a bit like a, a Fitbit.
1: Yeah. What I find mind boggling is like, you know, women represent 50% of the population, but yet there's so little tech advancement in terms of our needs. Like, LB is probably the number one thing that comes <laughs> up when I type in Fente. Yeah. You're really leading the movement. Um, why do you think that is? Why have we. Why yeah. Have we- I mean, well, you're.
0: Yeah. The realization you said is exactly the kind of process that we all went through as a team because we all came together. We're passionate about pelvic floor. We could see that we could completely change things for women on this one issue mm. but then as I started launching the, the, the products and for me personally I'd never worked in tech I never even worked in the private sector so it was a massive learning curve but realizing suddenly that actually all technology uh, when it comes to women is sort of there's no innovation that has been badly designed mm. and I think women have been shortchanged you know I think basically a lot of consumer tech companies were led by men and the assumption was that women don't really appreciate serious technology and the benefits it brings so often you'd see you know something turning into a piece of jewelry or changing the color. So the change is on the aesthetic level. Mm-hmm. So with LV, we've shown that women really appreciate strong design uh, and technology that makes a difference. So once we started launching the first product, I kind of realized actually the big opportunity and the bigger impact we could have is, is not just create new product categories like we've done with the first product, but actually look at existing products for women and think how can we completely turn this on its head? And it's actually quite easy... Uh, space in some ways to innovate in and when I thought about everything that was bad about uh, tech for women, Mm -hmm. the one that really stood out and epitomised it was the breast pump which I know is a product that you are familiar with. It is with.
1: very familiar. I can't yeah. go anywhere without my breast pump now. I was saying to you earlier, I um, had my kind of taste of freedom recently. I went to Bath to go to a friend's hindu. And then mm-hmm. I left my mum with the baby. And uh, I said, you know, I'll get my pump out. And I showed her the LV. And yeah. she just thought, how are you going to get enough milk in there? <laughs> she just really couldn't get her head around it. Yeah. Anyway, I popped it in and, you know, I fed my baby on the other side. And then I pulled it out and it was kind of almost full. And she just could not believe it. She thought, how how on earth? And she didn't even hear yeah. That's the thing, Is it's a complete, it's almost silent. It's a bit of a clicking kind
0: yeah. of I mean, yeah, I mean, I think our generation now that we've, we've got products like the one that we've launched at LV Pump, where mm. basically it's silent, smart, uh, it's really small, you put it in your bra, you let go, it does it for you. Like, yeah. that will become the new norm. But yeah, yeah for your mum's generation, who yeah. are used to the old architecture. The, kind of the big
1: honking ones that yeah. just make such a ruckus.
0: And for those mm. of the listeners out there who are not familiar with breast pumps, again, yeah. one of those things which you never think about until you have to use one. Yeah. But yeah, basically the typical breast pump before LV Pump was like, You had to be hooked to the wall. It was big, noisy, difficult to use, painful. You know, the kind of product which should have been innovated in such a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, And we just thought, let's just rip up the rule book and and just completely rethink, like, what would be the the best pumping experience. So, yeah, so we launched just late last year. But what's been amazing is, like, women are just taking to it and it's just offered so much freedom and convenience. Mm -hmm. Um, If you look at our social um you just see women kind of getting on with like you did at your hen party yeah get women going on holiday going back to work whatever it is and I've pumping been, at the same time
1: i've been on conference calls with it it's so <laughs> quiet no one can hear it it's amazing for people who are multitaskers it just gives you that freedom it's yeah. incredible so it's obviously you're seeing a lot of success from that i i read on a website that it's actually sold out in the u.s is that right yeah, well,
0: we we launched this product. We, you know, obviously we were all really we've been working it for two and a half years. We were very excited. We believed in it, but we didn't. We were kind of being surprised by how quick the uptake's been. Like women have switched LV pump so quickly, um, which is really exciting news for us as a company. So we're just trying to keep up demand at the moment. But yeah, the US is the number one market, um, yeah. partly because women. In the US, you know, the whole maternity leave is quite different there, so women are going back to work much earlier mm. um, and they want to be pumping, so they're kind of work they're pumping out the workplace.
1: One issue I've faced um, having my baby is when I'm breastfeeding, I get extremely thirsty, <laughs> and it's always when I haven't brought my water upstairs with me or whatever. And I even went as far as bringing, um, buying one of those backpacks, you know, the camel backpacks with oh, yeah. water that you fill up because I'm always thirsty all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, someone has to solve this issue as well. Like, I don't know if that's ever been, if that's ever come into your head, but it's like, well, how do we stay hydrated? Or know that we are hydrated enough for our baby?
0: In general, yeah. I mean, yeah, hydration is an important area. There, there was actually a. On Kickstarter, there was a product called The Vessel that launched about a year ago, which is trying to tell you, yeah, how much water you're drinking, how hydrated you are. Yeah,
1: um,
0: It's definitely a problem that needs to be solved. You're absolutely right. And, and nutrition in itself is a massive space. Mm.
1: I know The Vessel, I don't know. I, I saw the oh, concept, saw the vessels, yeah. but I didn't actually see it kind of launch, even if it's become a...
0: Yeah, you're right. It did yeah. it Actually, it flopped. It didn't yeah. didn't make it out. Um, I mean, that's the thing with hardware, right? It's, it's these days. I think there's been a lot of interest in it, partly because everything's now connected, which is very exciting, mm. um, because of three D printing and cheap manufacturing in China. So there's a lot of interest, mm. and then because of things like Kickstarter, you can have startups launching prototypes, quite early stage. Yeah. But actually, to get it from that early design through to manufacturing is is really difficult. Yeah. And I think what we've managed to do with LV, which is to kind of avoid some of the hype though is to make sure that whatever we're developing we are solving real problems mm. and if you get that right then then the rest kind of follows a bit
1: yeah that's amazing yeah. so in terms of your your life how has the lv kind changed your life with your children have, have you had any other kids since oh well
0: yes yeah, yeah. So the first product um obviously i use and i love and it's for women of all ages not not just for women with children yeah um the the, the pump actually um launched after i had my second child so mm. i don't think i'm ever going to use the breast pump which is
1: mm. sad but <laughs> yeah. i have
0: to make sure the third product is something i can use
1: yeah and obviously you're very passionate about women's health issues are there any uh, any other kind of taboos that frustrate you about being a woman that you want to solve
0: I mean there's so many even breast pumping like you know we recently we ran a campaign free the feed and we placed four huge inflatable breasts of different colors different sizes different shapes all around the rooftops of east london and again it's sort of break the stigma around you know to try and normalize breastfeeding and breast breast pumping yeah so really i think i mean ultimately any issue that's specifically to do with womanhood i would say is still a taboo issue mm. you know i think we live in such a pc world we forget men and women are different and the 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 normal physiological changes that women go through are just things we don't talk about. So everything really from menstruation, fertility, contraception, pregnancy, postnatal, menopause, these are all areas that are kind of crying out for attention, both from, you know, trying to normalize the conversation, but also just big gaps when it comes to technology.
1: Mm, The moon cup's really having a moment now, isn't it? Yeah. A lot of people are choosing that over the tampon because it's obviously better for the environment. That's probably the main thing. And also... People are just kind of getting to grips with their period a bit more. It's like, it's okay to look at it and kind of examine it a little bit and kind of be at one with it. Yeah. It's just bodily fluid at the end of the day. And it's kind of
0: crazy we're even having this conversation. Yeah, I mean yeah, in, I some, in some ways you'd hope in 10 years time you don't even need the word femtech because yeah. it'll just be so normal and so part of everything we do. But yeah, mm-hmm. menstruation is definitely people are more open about it. Women are sharing on social. You've got more period tracking apps. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely beginning to change. In fact, things are changing really quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just LV, but it's because of the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gen Z really open talking about women's issues. Um, so kind of all these things come together to create the perfect storm for, yeah. for companies like LV.
1: I've found with breastfeeding in public, actually I, I, I'm shameless. I don't I don't really care. I just yeah. kind of do it and often people pass me a muslin cloth to like protect my modesty, but I just I don't really mind. I just do it wherever.
0: But you're kind of uh, you're a strong, empowered woman. But I do think a lot of women, you know, particularly when they become mothers, and you're in quite a vulnerable period, and yeah. you're tired. You know, it's a strange period of life where suddenly strangers on the street feel it's their right to come and like have tell you how to parent. Yeah, yeah. Um. So it is an odd, odd period of life. But yeah, absolutely right. I think women should not be embarrassed and should be be the woman we want to be, be the parent we want to be, and that's kind of what Elvie's there to support.
1: Yeah. Do you have any other product innovations in the pipeline? <laughs> Yeah, of course but yes we yes. do I mean yeah
0: ultimately we want to be the you know the go-to destination for women's health yeah so it's a big space uh, what we've done really well is kind of take what are traditional medical devices and turn mm-hmm. them more into lifestyle products turn them into something fun and that's really exciting um, but I'm afraid I can't share no, much yes, more so. than that for <laughs> now but
1: yeah Are you based in London? Are you into the workout scene here? Are there any classes that you particularly like?
0: Yeah I mean yeah so I'm based in London, um, busy life, I have two small kids as well but um, I go to frame, it's around the corner, I love to kind of mix it up, do a bit of particularly reformer pilates and a yeah. bit of yoga as well
1: i love the mumhood movement that they've got there it's incredible i think they're really providing this safe haven for mums in london that want to look after their bodies but in a really like kind way because i yeah. think i learned from them that you know your body is so full of hormones after you give birth especially if you're still breastfeeding yeah. i mean you shouldn't really be doing a lot of high intensity stuff because i think it's prolactin suppresses some of the other mm-hmm. <clears throat> i think it's estrogen that yeah. it makes you more susceptible to you know injury so it's actually i'm I'm having to tell a lot of my friends that have had babies to just calm down Yeah, just like give your body time because it's nine months in nine yeah. months out there's no rush
0: yeah I think as women we put ourselves under so much pressure um, to start looking like normal straight away and yeah absolutely right some of it will just be part of the normal healing process but mm-hmm. the most important thing is for women to at least understand what's going on and, and the fact that there's things like Frame and Mumhood and more services is Again, I think a great sign that things are beginning to change in this country that,
1: Mm.
0: you know, again, it sounds crazy to say, but, you know, obviously, as women, we are mothers, but we also want to
1: have our own lives. Of course. Absolutely. Tanya, it's been really inspiring talking to you today. Thank you for designing such amazing products that really do change lives. I'm lost without my pump at the moment. It really is helping me live kind of a a more flexible lifestyle. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Hesie. If you have any questions about any of the content discussed in today's podcast, please drop us a line at hello at whateveryourdose.com. You can also refer to the links in the show notes below. Want to know more about dose? Visit www.whateveryourdose.com and sign up to receive our weekly newsletters for feel good content and events across fitness, food and drink to get your happy hormones firing.